Good morning, Path to Warren podcast. This is episode 13. It is July 13th, 2020, on a beautiful Monday morning. And uh, I'm so glad everyone's with us this morning. Look forward to discussing a topic that is very dear to my heart. I want to talk about this morning bottom lines. What are bottom lines in recovery? And, uh, you know, which ones do I use and which ones have I decided to put into place today? Uh, and, and, and just a little bit about where they came from. You know, I, I didn't believe in the bottom lines at first. I didn't know what they were. I, I, I thought that it was a way of people... Um, you know, basically creating their own rules and doing things that they wanted to do in recovery as opposed to following the guidelines set in place by um, the group as a whole. Uh, but what I quickly learned is that they are they're they're very custom. you know everybody has different things that they need to work on at different times in their recovery. And these things might need to change as you're going through and learning more about yourself. Um, the example often talked about in the rooms of recovery uh, is that this this whole self-evaluation, you know, working on myself situation is like uh, peeling away levels of an onion. You know, you've got the outer part and then get into more and more every time you peel a layer back on this onion you start to realize there's another area that you can work on that you you need to work on Um, at least that's been my experience and so I once I got sober from alcohol and drugs and got off of all prescription mind-altering drugs um I realized that I was having an issue with uh, lust. I realized that lust was definitely an issue that I needed to work on. Um, So I was recommended to a group and uh, it's a 12-step program. that really focuses only on um, it's more of a men's version uh, there was a call that I would get on every day at 4 o'clock um, that was meant to help people get sober from you know having sex with self uh, basically people that are struggling with porn or or struggling with masturbation or struggling with looking at things that are not appropriate um, as far as other humans, you know, uh, lusting after other people. This program was really meant to, to help people with that. And it was called SA, Sexaholics Anonymous. And I went to that for a little bit as far as on the phone meetings. Um, but I, I found that there was, 
they didn't believe in homosexuality. They thought that that was just a sin and just a. Um, they thought that 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 was like a fetish. Um, and the crazy part about it is my accountability partner, um, you know, and other people that I had talked to didn't feel that way. And I didn't feel that way either. I didn't feel like it was just a fetish. I believe that love is love. And uh, so I had a hard time with that group. Uh, and there was this other group over here that I had heard about that was called SLAA sex and love addicts anonymous so they had the love piece in there um so i I had been hearing about this group and they were more tolerant of um, the definition of love but one thing that this group had that the first group did not is that slaa had um these bottom lines they had top lines they had uh, caution lines and then they had goal lines I really really connected with this um, this set of tools that's the best way to describe them as tools Um, so what are the four categories of, of lines and why are they important well, at first I was I was resistant upon the whole theory of creating bottom lines and top lines. I did not think that was the way to go. Um, I thought that oh well, that's weird. You know, some people have masturbation as a bottom line, and some people don't. I I, I thought that was quite awkward you know or awkward is not quite the word I, I thought that that was not the, the way it should be I knew that I wanted to stop uh, having sex with self but I didn't know if this program would help it like if this program was was going to support it because some people did and some people didn't have it on their bottom lines uh, so as I was reading the handouts and the definitions of these 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 tools um, I really got I really um, embraced them and I thought they were, were very helpful so let's talk about them it's just like driving a car um, you, you have goal lines so where are you trying to go you know what's the goal in recovery the re- my goal line is to be happy, joyous, and free. Uh, I, I want to be able to not have to uh, have sex with self. I want to not have to cope with alcohol or drugs. Um, you know, goal lines are to be a, a, in a happy marriage with a daughter that is healthy and loves me and is that I'm able to, you know, what's the goal Um, that's my goal Uh, those are my goals some of them it's to have a job where I have a purpose that is that jives with my purpose 
um, the goal is to be able to support my family and create wealth. Um, all those are, are, are part of my goal lines. But then there are um, bottom line behavior and there's top line behavior. So top line behavior is, you know, top line behavior are things like prayer, meditation, uh, talking to other people in recovery. Uh, Top line behavior is to work the hours. You know, if I'm supposed to work 45 hours a week, top line behavior is working 45 hours a week or, or even 50 hours a week top-line behavior would not be working 35 hours a week if I'm supposed to be working 45. So top-line behavior is kind of um, the things that have to be done in order to get to those goal lines. Uh, All the things that they talk about in recovery, you know, working the steps, communicating with a sponsor, possibly even working with an accountability uh, accountability partner, uh, those are all top line behaviors. Uh, caution line behaviors are in between things that are bottom and top line behaviors. So I, I'll get to that one in a little bit. But let's talk about bottom line. So I've got about seven to nine things, I believe right now that are on my bottom line behavior list Um, and it's kind of covers the the gamut of of my behavior but these these are often tweaked when um, I realize I have an issue with something I'll add or take away depending on where I stand and what I need to focus on at, at that that week or that month um, and I can't again I can't stress how much these bottom line behaviors have helped me so here we go um, my bottom lines are uh, no sexual intrigue no uh, porn of any kind no sex outside of marriage no uh, sex with self no social media stalking Um, no uh, obvious sugars so obvious sugars are cake, candy or ice cream and I also added pizza to that Uh, no pizza for now and again it's not forever it's just for today Um, that goes with all the bottom lines So, uh, no attaboys from mom or dad, and no uh, uh, obsessive thinking about a uh, person in my life that I've had resentments toward since childhood. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that right where it is for now. But all of these are things that I could talk an entire podcast or four on individually. But let me just explain a couple of them so that you have an idea of what I'm talking about here. So why don't I start with the obvious sugars? So I had gotten sober and my weight 
fluctuated 40 pounds heavier. Like I got 40 pounds larger and then I got 40 pounds um, skinnier. And I realized that I had an eating disorder when it came to obvious sugars. I would eat the entire uh, carton of ice cream within, you know, 24-hour period. Uh, sit me down with a box of pizza, and I'd find a way to, you know, finish the whole pizza. Uh, candy bars. You'd be surprised what I'd do for a Snickers. <laughs> um, so. It really all came to a head, though, when I was with my daughter at a birthday party for one of her friends, and her little friend June had a birthday party at one of the local trampoline parks. The The mom had gotten a, since it wasn't a huge group of kids, the mom had gotten a small cake. Um, it was like a maybe a 14 inch cake a small three inch tall ice cream cake and it was not just your regular old ice cream it was actually uh, oreo it was an oreo ice cream cake and all the kids got together about halfway through the halfway through the our session at the trampoline park you know we had a two hour block of window block of time there uh, and halfway through they called all the kids together and had them sit on a table or two and the mom served this Oreo ice cream cake <laughs> um, I got my piece of course she asked the parents if they wanted a piece or not and some said yes some said no I said yes uh, and I was sober um, just wanted to clarify this was a Saturday afternoon and I had I'd been sober now for about a year um, from alcohol and drugs so I get this piece of cake and I'm enjoying it I mean it is so good ice cream's a little bit soft the Oreos are inside of it my daughter's sitting across from me she's eating her piece um, she's got her friend next to her well after a few minutes my daughter had finished half of her piece i had of course finished mine well well before that uh but her and her friend you know said let's go play let's go play so they take off and they're running and playing at the trampoline park and i'm just sitting there left by myself because all the kids have run off just left there looking at my daughter's half-eaten cake knowing that she's not going to come back and eat the rest of it um, I started eating Maddie's cake <laughs> uh, and it wasn't long before I was staring at the friend's cake so not only had I, had I finished my piece which was a hefty piece but I was I had devoured my daughter's cake that she had left um, and then I was working on her friend's cake, the birthday girl's cake. Um, 
that's when I caught myself and I said oh my gosh what am I doing it was I, I could not not let that cake go to waste I could not uh, sit there and just let it melt <laughs> just like I couldn't sit there and let a a beer get hot on a bar that someone left behind or a glass of wine that somebody didn't finish it you know I'd finish it um, I, I was not going to let it go to waste uh, and the whole the whole mindset is this thing called like the why not syndrome that's what I call it the why not syndrome why not have a huge mimosa in the car on the way to visit somebody on a Saturday morning why not drink three bourbons when you get home from work you know why not finish this ice cream cake with Oreos in it that's halfway melted so it doesn't go to waste why not and I think the answer is because I didn't have any bottom lines I, I had no rules in my life that were there to help me uh, so I uh, picked up this book that I'd ordered called Overeaters Anonymous Overeaters Anonymous because I, I, I felt like I had an issue with this with this ice cream cake um, and as I read in that I realized that obvious sugars is the issue and the reason why we call it obvious sugars instead of just regular old, you know, any kind of sugar is because if the sugar is listed in the, in the first five ingredients, then that means that it's, a, it's an obvious part of the, of the uh, recipe. There are some things that have a little bit of sugar in them um, that's not an obvious sugar item. You know, like there are some dressings where they put a little bit of sugar in them. That's different. Uh, cake, candy, and ice cream are the three for me. This is just my experience. So if I can, if I can uh, limit, it's not even limit. It's abstaining. If I can abstain just for today from cake, candy or ice cream then I believe that I have accomplished and not crossed over the bottom line um, if you know how in, in Alcoholics Anonymous if you know how when somebody um, you know relapses and picks up a drink and they want to work on sobriety again they, they pick up a white chip you know, the white chip is a sign of surrender um, well the bottom lines are the same sort of uh, it's the same sort of idea you, you have successfully stayed sober you have successfully um, you know uh, abstained from the item if you if you didn't do it for that 24 hours uh, so for example I know that I've eaten the way that I want to eat and I know that I've done the right thing mentally when at the end of the day even though I might have eaten 
some um, potato chips or might have eaten a little bit of, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example, uh, bruschetta on some bread, <laughs> you know, or I might have eaten a, uh, a bite of macaroni and cheese or some baked beans that I, I swore I, I, I'm going to try to cut out. Even though it might have been, like for example, deviled eggs is a great example. Deviled eggs, when I go to mom's house and she makes these amazing deviled eggs, um, those are not on my bottom lines. I don't, I don't have a problem with deviled eggs. And if I have three or five while I'm there, yeah, it's a little absurd to have that many, but I don't have an issue with deviled eggs or bruschetta or macaroni and cheese or or, or or baked beans. My issue is when I start eating ice cream, when I start eating Snickers bars, when I start eating a baby Ruth's, um, you know, candy, any kind of candy, um, when I start those, there is no stopping. There's no limiting how much uh, intake there's no quality control on hey I'm just going to eat the good parts <laughs> I'll, eat the, I'll eat all of them so that's a little bit about the obvious sugars part and then the pizza I added the pizza um, my family and I used to love to go to Dano's Pizza um, Dano's is right down the road golly we would get this buffalo chicken pizza and I'd get extra hot sauce and, and, and an extra little cup of their homemade ranch that'll make your mouth water. Um, you know, I, I used to not think I had a problem with pizza, but uh, one night I found myself, even though I'd already eaten half of our large buffalo pizza, my daughter had some on her plate she wasn't eating and then my wife had an extra piece on her plate it was like it, I could not not eat it I had there's no way that I could not leave I, I, I couldn't leave that extra pizza on the plate and I'm like what am I doing I'm full I've had so much here I've eaten so much that I cannot understand why I I think it's a good idea to gorge myself and eat the rest of everybody's pizzas on their plates. You know, no concept of a a to-go box. Why would I want to put them in a to-go box? You know, it's the same thing that I have with ice cream. Why would I want to leave this for later why would I want to put the top back on and put it back in the freezer um so I after about two months of having having the bottom lines in place for obvious sugars I decided I needed to add pizza to it and I'm so glad I did I'm, I'm so glad one of the things that I noticed is a good indicator that tells me, hey, you should consider adding this to a bottom line. One of the indicators that I've realized is if I have the guilt, shame, and remorse 
the next day or, or later that afternoon. So not only do I have a stomach ache because I ate, you know, a ton of hot sauce, ranch dressing on the pizza, um, but I'd had, you know, I don't know, eight pieces, six pieces, however many it was. Not only did my stomach hurt from it, but I, I felt the, the, and I felt the pain from eating all those carbs, but I was just, I didn't want to work out. I didn't want to, um, do much besides sit on the couch because I was, I had all this guilt from eating all that. I felt horrible. I, I didn't have the mental state now to get up and, and do stuff. So it's like, once you have this guilt, shame, and remorse start, once you start down that process <clears throat> or, or that mindset, then the other things start to slip. Going to the gym, getting up early the next morning to go work out. And, uh, so the physical starts to slip. And then you get into this mindset of, uh, I don't want to do my money. <laughs> I don't want to do the numbers. So I start to fall on this Debtors Anonymous program. And then I, I don't feel like reaching out and calling somebody in the program to, to work with them. It's just this downward spiral that I've found. And that might sound extreme, me explaining what happens when I eat a bite of pizza. Um, but step back and don't do it for a while. And, and, and when it happens, all of a sudden... I start to see the chain reaction. Um, it, it's quite apparent what happens. So that is one example of bottom lines. Uh, another one is is uh, social media stalking. So I've spoken to this a little bit in a, in a previous podcast. But what I found would happen when I got on social media for work is that uh, you know all of a sudden I see somebody that I haven't seen in a while on, on social media or I see a, a new person I'll, I'll see somebody that's a, a beautiful guy or girl and I'll click on it and all of a sudden I'm in their profile and then I'm scrolling down to see if there's a, an attractive picture of them in their social media uh, and then I'll click on that. <laughs> um, it, it, and it's not just a factor of how much time I'm wasting. There's obviously that issue of the amount of time that's, that's unnecessarily wasted with with social media um, stalking. But it's just not healthy. And what many, many times it, it, it affects my sexual sobriety so if I can and I can talk some more to that but I have no business being on an attractive girl or guy's page scrolling up and down looking for pictures when they have their shirt off or looking for you know pictures of them on the beach I, I have no business my mind is not where I'm supposed to be if I'm doing those things uh, so, and many times when I was scrolling up and down the feed, when I was going up and down the feed of these social media sites, say like for Facebook, 
or Instagram, I was looking for a trigger. My mind was subconsciously searching for a trigger to click on and then I was off to the races. It's like I'm in this other land looking at somebody that I shouldn't have even been looking at in the first place. Um, so it's notice notice that my bottom lines are very specific you know it's not don't ever look at social media again Um, it's no social media stalking so even if I happen to jump on click on something or click on somebody and I can catch and I catch myself starting the process of stalking I can stop and go back you know I could stop and say, oh, 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 that that'd probably be breaking the bottom line if I went any further. So I can go back. It's the same with obvious sugars. You know, it's like it's not saying I, I can't ever have anything ever that has any trace of sugar in it. No, it's saying if it is a if it's just dripping sugar <laughs> and it's obviously got refined sugars in it, I need to check that. Uh, for example, eating a bunch of strawberries or grapes or sweet, sweet potatoes has a lot of sugar in it, but it's not, it's not refined sugar. There's a difference in fruits and vegetables that have sugars and this, this ice cream cake that's melting with dairy and sugar. You know, there's an obvious part of the obvious you know eating candy (laughs) jolly ranchers fireballs uh, baby roost those are obvious sugars so it's a lot easier for me to say okay well if I just stay out of these three categories for sugars then I'm good you know it's not saying all carbs no it's saying no pizza So if I'm at a restaurant and I want to get some chicken Alfredo on a random night where I feel like going crazy, uh, you know, having a little carb plusa or something, eating a bunch of carbs, I can do that. I'm not crossing my bottom line. It's very specific with pizza, social media stalking, obvious sugars, porn of any kind. You know, let's talk about that for two seconds. So... I believe that over the years, I I used to collect them and have them on standby. My wife and I would even look at them at times together uh, after we got married. And uh, I think a lot of this started in the early, early parts of my life. Uh, I realized when I got sober, that um, this this whole topic was a real underlying issue. It was an underlying issue. I, how are you going to be? You know, I, I was telling myself this. How how am I going to be spiritual? You know, do a quiet time. Uh, try to do the things of this program with, in terms of alcohol. You know, try to work the steps. How in the world am I going to do this and then justify 
before work <laughs> justify going to the the bathroom and looking up porn on my phone there it, it just didn't make sense uh, it, it didn't I caught myself several mornings doing that and I was like wait a minute so what would happen would be the guilt shame and remorse after the whole sex with self it would be this guilt shame remorse the exact same things they talk about with alcohol you know when an alcoholic realizes he's in an alcoholic and he goes to these programs and starts to work on himself and then relapses well the whole issue is he's now got a mind full of AA and a belly full of booze it, it creates guilt shame and remorse those are the three words they use repeatedly so here I am trying to improve myself spiritually every morning with prayer meditation I'm working the steps I'm making progress and then I'm I've, I found myself one morning in the bathroom looking at Twitter just catching up on Twitter and all of a sudden I saw this this little video and I've mentioned this before in a podcast it was a guy uh, having sex with self and I, I couldn't turn away it was like I was hooked to it I had to I had to watch it and then it caused me to go look at this other girl and before I knew it I was jumping off of that and going into uh, you know a, a porn site on my phone uh, and I didn't really want to do it I, like it, it's like I didn't sign up for that it's like I didn't sign up for a prescription bag ziploc bag full of prescriptions you know, I didn't sign up for $330,000 in debt either. <laughs> but the little things that I was doing daily caused me to get there. So what I needed to do was I needed to work on these little things in life. And the bottom lines was the perfect tool. Establishing bottom lines made all other, all other things all into place saying that I wasn't going to look at any porn today just for today um, I, I, I don't know where to how else to explain it you know it made it it, it made it work it, it made me not have that guilt shame and remorse that would cause me to fall off of my eating or fall off of my uh, spending program and what would happen is if I if I fell off of my eating program, if I fell off of my um, you know sexual addiction program, if I fell off of my um, money program where I'm spending and, and debting, if I were to fall off of those three things, how long do you think it'll take me before I'm looking for an alcohol <laughs> drink? I'm looking for booze or I'm looking for a you know, a, a bag of pot. It won't take too long. I mean, that's, you, you get enough of those main programs out of line and all of a sudden the entire thing falls down and falls apart when I start drinking again. <laughs> uh, so those are just a, a few of the bottom lines that I've really had to put into place 
and I could talk about the other ones too but so we've talked about the food we've talked about the um, no porn of any kind you know no sex with self so the definition I've had there is if I and this is a definition that I put into place if I have to uh, if I find that I have the, the the need to go and take care of business on my own what happens is I'm there's this dishonest thing happening I'm, I'm not being honest with my wife and that doesn't mean that one night when she doesn't want to have sex that I can't you know touch myself and have her help me that's that doesn't mean that uh, because that means she's involved and she knows about it uh, the problem was happening the problem that was occurring was I would find myself sneaking around having sex with myself like I was having an affair or like I was being dishonest and sneaking around doing it when I didn't want her to know about it I didn't want anybody to know about it what does it what does that create that creates this whole dishonest mindset this whole sneakiness you know I found myself sneaking around just like I was doing when I was drinking or drugging you know there was no difference in the mindset that I had when I was trying to sneak out of the house and go behind the shed and smoke a bowl of weed or you know sneak a bourbon in the car on the way to Lowe's you know pour a, a strong drink on the way to Lowe's or sneak. there was no difference it was the same dishonest it was the same mindset of oh I can sneak this one through I can get away with this that whole dishonest behavior um, <laughs> it rocks my world today and I'm, I'm really trying and that's the thing like I really am trying to be honest I really want to be honest with my wife I really want to be honest with my accountability partner with my sponsor with my boss you know, that's the goal that's the goal um, so if my wife is in the room if my wife is with me and for some reason she doesn't want to have sex or she doesn't you know she's not up for it that night uh, but she's willing to help me uh, get mine <laughs> that's okay that that'll work um, I don't because I'm not sneaking anything there's nothing that I'm sneaking around and doing but uh, I do have a, a bottom line that says well it, it, it just is it goes along with that one it's not a whole separate bottom line it goes along with that same one if at any point she says no you know b- b- besides like the I'm just going to try to say no at first and she's okay with it you know after being married for 13 years I can tell if it's a no and I'm trying to persuade something hard or if it's just a uh <laughs> No, you know, no mad. Let's don't do that. But really, she would. 
if she says no to me or, or no to helping me, it's not okay for me then to wait till she goes to sleep and run off to the bathroom and take care of my business. It's, that's, not a, that's not good. That's dishonest. That is, falls in the same boat of, you know, I'm going to have to look at porn or not have to look at porn. I'm just still sneaking away. Those are that bottom line is it's got to be there, um, and and that's like no sex with self. But it also means that if she says no, like if I try to have sex with her and she just says no, no, not today or not now, I need to be okay with that. I need to be okay with that. The addict prior, the addict would have not been okay with that. Um, the equivalent analogy would be if I ask somebody, hey, you want to smoke weed? And they say no. The old addict of me would be like, okay, fine. And I would go do it myself, right? I'd, <laughs> I'd wait till that person leaves or I would leave the party for a little bit and take care of it myself and then come back. Uh, same thing was happening with sex with self. If she said no, not tonight. Who do I think I am to sneak away and do it, you know, by myself? Um, again, the guilt, shame, and remorse would happen because now I knew I just was able to sneak around. It wasn't like I would go do it. It wasn't like I would go masturbate and then come back and be like, hey, hey, guess what I just did, <laughs> right? Nobody does that. Nobody does that at all. So there's, you're starting to build... I was starting to build these dishonest behaviors that would, uh, you know, cause her to to really think about. Well, it was just I was starting I was starting dishonest behaviors, and if she caught me doing something like that, then all of a sudden she's starting to think about, well, what what other stuff is he not telling me? And I start thinking about what other stuff can I get away with? Um, so, again, my bottom lines. Uh, well, let's talk for a second about cautionary lines. So, a caution line is something where, say, I do eat a huge bowl of chicken parmesan or a huge bowl of mac and cheese, um, or I eat the en- entire plate of deviled eggs. That's a caution flag there. That means. I don't know what's going on, but there's something I'm running from. There's something that's causing me to, uh, there's something that's causing me to overeat about all this stuff. So a, a caution flag would be, um, say for example, with social media, I, I, I start justifying reasons to be scrolling, you know, scrolling down the feed. Um, uh, I don't have many caution lines set up, but the caution lines basically are things where you start to notice that it's, I maybe I, I, I maybe didn't break a bottom line, but I sure am getting close. And before you know it, the reason why the caution lines are in place is because it's like before you know it, if you're not careful, you're going to be breaking a bottom line. So it's just like a little red flag hey be careful be careful 
Um, so bottom lines again, no porn of any kind, no sex with self, no obvious sugars, no sexual intriguing, no attaboys for mom or dad. There was a codependent relationship there that I'm trying to work on. Um, no uh, obvious sugars and no pizza. Uh, so I hope that helps. Um, I, I hope that helps to explain what top lines are, what goal lines are. All those things that are set up as bottom lines are like little buffers. You know, I don't run around. I don't run around flaunting these bottom lines. I don't tell everybody what they are. I just know deep inside that I can't. I can't participate in that activity, um, and it helps me so much. It, it allows me if I do. If I am a little off, I'm not. I can indulge in scrolling up and down some TikTok every now and then, or you know, eating something that's not necessarily the healthiest thing in my body, without the guilt, shame, and remorse. So, if you like what you've heard, please send it to a friend. I hope this helps. It's definitely some vulnerable topics of discussion uh, that I normally don't share. Um, so uh, thanks so much for, for, for being here. And remember, make your contribution today. Thank you, and I hope you have a wonderful day.